Well, hello, I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, episode 36, with my guest from Israel, Judy Schafferman. Judy's written several books on joy and grief and journaling, and she offers a unique perspective. We shared some stimulating conversation on many different topics, including whether or not to keep or destroy your journals, some interesting examples of the unsent letter, and how to use your journal to cultivate joy. Stay tuned to hear my guest, Judy Schafferman. Julia Cameron was a great influence. She's been an influence to so many people. So many, yeah. Yeah, I did the writer's, the artist's way in 2003. So that's already 11 years ago. It was a time of transition in my life. I was separating from my first husband and divorcing. Mm -hmm. And I had this group also that we did that in a group, a, a small group of women, five or seven women. And every week for 12 weeks, we met and we did the chapter in the book. Mm -hmm. And we all started with the morning pages and it was fantastic. And to this day, I can't speak highly enough of the concept. Yes. I did it faithfully while I was in the course and now I don't do it faithfully. <laughs> and I do not say you have to journal every day. You journal when you want to pick up your journal and write. It's good to have a habit of it, a ritual with it mm -hmm. as well, because then you, you carry it on. But uh, there are days when you just can't get to the journal and that's okay. Sure, sure, yeah. You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast for sharing tips, inspiration, and expert interviews about therapeutic journaling. We take this moment to say thank you for tuning in. And now, back to your host, Nathan Oren. All right. Well, I have with me a book from Judy Schaeferman, and it is the Journal 365 Plus. It is writing prompts, ideas, and quotes to cultivate joy and well-being. And I just love it. It's a very simple book in the sense that it's got a date on every page sometimes or most of the pages have more than one date and then and then it's like journaling prompts and journal questions and things to stir your brain stir your mind and the author is with me now Judy Schaeferman is here welcome Judy how are you I'm great, Nathan. How are you? I'm super. Thank you. Welcome to Journal Talk. All the way, I think you're my, you get the long distance prize. You're the longest distance from the Right for Life Center here in, in Santa Barbara, California. You are all the way out in what, what city is it in Israel? I live in Netanya, Israel, about um, 20 miles north of Tel Aviv. All right. So this is your Early morning time and my late night time. <laughs> yep. Very good. Well, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell the folks out in Journal Talk land who you are and, and what you do? Well, I was born and grew up in New Jersey, and I've been an expatriate all my adult life, practically. I am a teacher. I teach English. But I've recently, in, in the last few years, taught all sorts of courses in well-being and cultivating joy. 
and I teach about I teach a, a one and a half hour workshop and a six week course and a twelve week course in cultivating joy and well being. As an offshoot of that, I thought, wow, it would be great to promote journal writing because I love journal writing. I find it's mm-hmm. it's transformative, as you know. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that expression that you use, cultivating joy. Where did that motto come from or how did you uh how did you land on on that phrase? It's my motto. I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, I love it because of the picture of cultivating. Cultivating is planting a seed and letting it grow and you can cultivate in other people. And joy I like because it it sounds a little Buddhist and um exciting it's it's it seems to me more exciting than happiness which of course we all seek many of us seek mm-hmm. our contentment it's just such a spark it's it's beautiful to me the idea of uh, if i walk down the street and i say hello to somebody i can be elevating their day cultivating just a tiny bit of joy in their life yeah yeah very good excellent and this book is one of several you have some other books in the works. Do you want to tell about those? This is the what I call the flagship book. Okay. Um, the first one, Journal 365, because it has um, the first introduction to benefits of, of journaling. And as you said, it has a quote and uh, an idea for thinking or for writing every day. After that, but it, has, it doesn't have room for writing. So then I said, I want to create books in which people can write. So they're paperback books. You mean like directly into the book? Yeah, the, this one, it's um, just pages of dates and, and like you said, a quote or some text and then a, a, a writing prompt. But there aren't any blank lines to write upon. So, so the next part of what I'm doing is um, a series of journals The first one is called My Book of Appreciation, and it's formatted similarly to the first one that it has a quote and then something you can write or think about, but it includes the space to write in. Ah, okay. So it's an actual, yeah, so it's a book, but it's actually a journaling notebook, so people will write directly into it. Exactly, exactly. I love it. And it's, it's written on very nice quality of paper. I have a copy in front of me. And it's, uh, it's, it's very nice, I have to say. I have to say it's very nice because I designed it. <laughs> so, so because these two are both cultivating joy and good feeling, appreciation, gratitude, well-being, I also realized through studying bereavement and loss counseling that not everybody's always in such a positive Pollyanna type space that so many of us suffer from um, losses. We all do losses and, sure. and things to bereave in our lives. So the, the third book or the second book in the journal series is called my book of grief and loss. And it's in the same format that it is a journal and, um, and people can write about their loss or losses mm-hmm. because you when you write about one loss, the others from way back when also creep into your writing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As I'm sure you would agree, I find writing extremely therapeutic and transformative when you sort of take it to the other side. So you write through the pain or you write through the gratitude and uh, it brings you to a place of um, contentment and well-being. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's not always instantaneous. Sometimes it takes a few goes at it, but, you know, with books like this that kind of keep you moving through it, prompting and uh, opening different layers of the emotions, of the thoughts, and, and moving through it, and the reflectiveness. I Do you mind telling us a little bit about how you uh, help people work through those things? Well, I've trained as a life coach okay. uh, and, and a counselor, a bereavement and loss counselor, mm. but expands to other non-directive counseling. Mm-hmm. The first thing that a non-directive counselor does is listen. And it's more or less the first thing that a journal does when you write in it. So yes. It's so perfect because it's portable and non-judgmental. I try, of course, to be non-judgmental and non-directive. But a person who would come to me as a coach or a counselor would find that that I'm really focused in on them and helping them get to the core of what they're, they're trying to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Journal Talk. Have you already subscribed on iTunes? You won't want to miss the next episode. Go to the iTunes store and search under Journal Talk, all one word. Click subscribe and get your Journal Talk delivered free. Thanks for subscribing. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Fantastic. Yeah, the Unset Letter is such a powerful a journaling device and I see that you know Kathleen Adams uses it in her teaching and it goes back to the Ira Progoff course I spent uh, some time taking those workshops and found wow there's so much in the in the category of dialogue that we take for granted you know and there's so much so much movement and healing and conjuring up wisdom and and insight from having a conversation internally. So yeah, that's one of my favorite journaling devices as well. Well, I can tell you how it helped me personally. Sure, go ahead. It was extraordinary for me, the unsent letter. More than 20 years ago also, when I was in my 30s, I had been uh, stressing for years and years and years because my father had left our family as a, when I was a child mm. and I had a strained relationship with my mother. And uh, I came across in a library a book called Toxic Parents, which is a very still a popular book. Mm. It's a book by Susan Forward. It's not about journal writing, but she t- teaches you how to make peace with your parents as mm. an adult. Mm-hmm. And she included an idea of of writing unsent letters. And I did that and it, it transformed me. It, it brought me peace with my parents, understanding, acceptance. And in the end, I sent a letter to my father, not, not one of the initial letters that was full of anger, a much later version. And, uh, and then we could talk about it and uh, it really uh, changed my life. Wow. Wow. Very good. So, so I, I always tell people to write letters Anybody who's willing to create a journal, and uh, I write letters to my husband, write letters to my son. <laughs> I, my, I have them write back to me in the journal. Uh-huh, in my uh-huh. 
So I'll just write a letter to someone I'm angry with and then have them write back and often say, I'm sorry, Judy, you're, you're fine, Judy. I didn't mean to hurt you. It's a very loving letter they write back to me yes. in many cases, not always. Um, sometimes <laughs> they explain their reason, but it's all, my, it's all me writing, of course. Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> that brings me to another one that I enjoy, too, and it's similar to the Unsent Letter. I don't know if it has a name for it, but it may be just the compassion of it. But there are some times when it helps me to write out the voice that I am craving most to hear. So, you know, if I'm really angry with somebody, I write back just whether they would say it or not. What is it that would that I need to hear? What right. is, it, what is uh-huh. it that I'm longing for them to say? Whether they would actually say it or not, just to get the words down that help me to you know, feel more compassionate. And sometimes, yeah, it's, uh, Nathan, you're okay. You know, I didn't mean to do this. Uh, please forgive me. This is what, you know, these are the reasons why I, you know, appreciate you. And just being that voice, you know, how Gandhi says, be the change you'd like to see in the world. I -hmm. guess there would be some similar quote for, you know, be the voice you'd like to hear. (laughs) Well, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. That when I do this practice, invariably, the person will say, I didn't mean to hurt you. And even the same thing, I validate you. I love you. And uh, I feel much better as a result. Yes, yes. And, you know, um, another thing from Kath, we, we both are fans of Kathleen Adams, that she suggests that if you uh, want to do this unsent letter practice, you can write a letter to anything and from anything, from your shoes, from your 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 desk at work, any anything in the world, you can write the letter to it and get a response from it. Yes. Imagination and journal writing. Yes, yeah, it's a brilliant thing that they do that also in the Progoff workshop too. You have you can have a dialogue with a period of time in your life that might have been a challenging period, or you could have a dialogue with an event that took place in your life, and you give that event some some voice. It's really remarkable. It's really it's really fantastic. It is. It is. Would you like to be a guest on Journal Talk to share your special flavor of journal writing techniques? Send us an email at info, that's I-N-F-O, at write, the number four, life, dot U-S. We'd love for you to join this expanding community. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Judy, do you ever go back and read your old journal entries? And, and if so, uh, are, are there things that you still learn about yourself today? As a matter of fact, I do go back. I've been a quotation collector since I was a teenager. Ah. And also um, sometimes, because I carry very small uh, portable journals, so sometimes they're with me when I go to a talk or if I'm outside and I see something that catches my eye, an observation I want to write down. So um, often on one side of the journal, I might have notes from talks I've been to, handwritten notes. Okay, uh-huh. And also quotes that I enjoy, 
things that people say, sort of tidbits of wisdom. And then when I open that side, I flip over to the side where I'm writing out my feelings. Mm-hmm. But I have, I'm sure you do as well. I have lots and lots and lots of journals. And some of them I haven't looked at in, in 15 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many of my journals, I'm going through this transition right now where I'm actually pulling out all my old journals one by one, box by box, and having them scanned. Oh, right. Yeah. I haven't even thought about doing something like that. In fact, when I wrote my Amazon uh, book uh, description, I wrote that I just put a note on the box and said, destroy these on my death. Um, (laughs) Do not read these, just destroy them if I die. But it's funny you mentioned that because in 1997, I I will never forget, and maybe this is a circumstance I need to write about, an extraordinary thing happened in January in wintertime. There was a fire that, that burned everything in my, uh, almost everything in my bedroom. Mm. And, and I remember the feeling of, oh, no, I lost my journals. Oh. I lost some journal, the current journal I was working on. And, and I remember that feeling that, yes, I lost my clothes. Yes, I lost my furniture. Yes, I had, no pl- I had to live at a friend's house for a few weeks but also thinking the words that I had written had been destroyed. And I did feel a a regret about that. Yeah. So I can see that digitalizing uh, journal writing uh, might have some meaning for people. Yeah, yeah. It's a a comfort. Well, good luck with that. uh, Yeah, thank you. What about you? Are you uh, do you have a need to package all of your journals someday? It sounded like from uh, what you said earlier, destroy upon my death that maybe you don't really want other people to know about it. No, my journals are private. <laughs> but since I started writing the introductions to these journal books, I'm putting more and more uh, personal information out in to, for example, the third book my book of grief and loss. So I write about these losses in my life, including mm. this fire in 1997, but more personal losses. And um, I discover that part of cultivating joy, which is my motto, is disclosing. You, you need to tell people about yourself, including mm. some of your pains and vulnerabilities, which are the things that you share in your journal. So I'm, I'm very willing now to disclose more of my challenges in life in my book writing and, and creating uh, books and other content is my forward direction for 2014. All right. Very good. Very good. Excellent. But no, not journals. No, no. My journals are just (laughs) me. They've got doodles. They've got, they've got all sorts of things in them and it's just for me. (laughs) As it should be. I think, you know, tell us what you believe about this. Why is it that personal and private writing tends to be the most therapeutic? The fact of not being judged is very important. Mm. And in terms of self-disclosure, at various times in my life, I've talked to therapists or counselors Mm -hmm. with my husband and even though the professional is trained to be open and leaning forward and appearing to be listening, I might somewhere deep inside of me think, they're going to judge this. They're going to judge this. They're going to think this of me or that of me. Mm. 
the journal is so open and available. And when I write, as you said, when I write a few times, maybe a few unsent letters or a few times after a number of days on the thing that's really irking me, I'll get to the bottom of it. Why is this getting to me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I can be healed by it. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed another word that popped up that both of us have a lot of stock in is clarity. And mm. what you had said just now, you know, getting to the bottom of things because you're able to really speak your truth without worrying about any kind of consequence about, you know, who who might think what. Or even if, even sometimes if, you know, there's, it's not just people who might think badly of you. Sometimes there's this expectation of people thinking positively, like you're writing to impress, you know, yeah. you're, you're saying things to get a certain positive reaction from folks as well. And when all of that is absent and there's absolutely no outside connection, you're able to get to the bottom because I think you get to that point of clarity with something. What's really going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. How would you like to get Journal Talk show summaries delivered directly to you by email? You'll be the first to learn when a new episode is available. Just go to our website, www.writeforlife. That's W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E, dot U.S. and enter your email address in the box on the right side panel of the page. We promise not to spam you and we'll keep your email address private. Now, let's get back to more Journal Talk. So, Judy, if people want to ask more personal questions, maybe about this concept of cultivating joy, or if they just want to uh, keep in touch with you, how could they best reach you? Well, you can write to me. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I have a a budding, very budding website, but you can write to me there. My address is Judy at JudyShafferman.net. And my name is J-U-D-Y, S as in super, H like happy, A-F and fantastic, A-R-M-A-N, Judy at judyshafferman.net. And if you go and to- you know what? If people write to me and they say they heard me from your podcast, I would be thrilled to send them 150 extra journal prompts in a nice ebook PDF file. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. That's wonderful. I love when uh, when the journal talk listeners get something a little extra special for for tuning in. So thank you. My pleasure, my pleasure. I I think uh, prompting is is fun. It's fun to work with a journal prompt. Sure, sure. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Judy, and I look forward to uh, these other books. I'll put up links on the site for this episode so that uh, people don't have to dig around in Amazon and find it. And we will talk to you again soon, I hope. Well, thank you very much, Nathan. It's been a super pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I love the work you're doing, helping people to find clarity, passion, and purpose. Yes. I'm all for that. 
So um, I hope you continue to do that. And, uh, and I hope everybody who listens to this is elevated in their journal writing. And, uh, and I welcome everybody to take my, my motto and spread it into the world. Cultivate joy. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nathan. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk and for voting that this is the best health and fitness podcast 2013. Oh, my God.